I prefer the condenser microphone further back from me. You can't have that one, it's my one. Oh no, it's yours. You could buy one. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But you could. I could, but I'm a drummer. All my money goes on drums. Yeah, that's a problem. Are we back in the room? We're back in the room. Click! What was that? <laughs> Click! Oh that was my Pepsi Max with a raspberry, which I must say is very lovely. So today... Yeah. Today we were going to talk about... What were we going to talk about? I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like that. I've introduced the last two topics. You, you have introduced the last two topics. So today, basically, we decided we were going to chat to you guys about the different kinds of bands that are out there. Uh, and by that, we don't mean different genres. We mean, like, the differences between a functions band, a tribute band, an originals band. Like, there are so many different kinds of bands out there, but we feel that... The majority of bands lie in those three categories. Yeah, exactly. And I think that they're so distinctively different mm -hmm. that which is apparent if you are in a band and you are doing one of these things. But I think for friends and family members who don't necessarily have a particular level of knowledge about it can have sort of preconceptions and ideas about what it's like yeah definitely and like like for example the level of band that we were we were getting paid for our shows we mm -hmm. were we were in a we, blah, 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 blah. we were an originals band yeah one of those getting paid for our shows which like, is is can we just point that out that's that's a pretty good thing to be able to achieve as an underground or independent originals yeah. band like it doesn't start out that way and we'll kind of chat more about that when we throughout this piece yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later on because even just getting paid in general is a lot. There's so many bands and other people out there that will do it for less than you or for free altogether that actually you know, how, getting how do you rise paid, above that, right? Getting paid at all as an originals band is a big achievement. It is. Like, not just getting 40 quid for your fuel, which is definitely going to be more than 40 pounds for your fuel, but you'll accept 40 pounds for your fuel. Because as it's a, better than nothing. Well, yeah, exactly, but... Yeah, let's come back to payment in a little while. Yeah, so... But I, get, like I guess for, what was I even what was the best place to point? start? I guess probably telling people the difference between the three bands. Yeah, but before we do, I would, the point that I was making is that the family members yeah. and friends and people that you speak to in general, when you talk to them about these shows, some of them will have a warped idea. Yeah, of like what misconceptions. That means. Of, yeah, so even though we were getting paid, like the level of payment that you can expect as an originals band an unsigned originals band on the underground scene is drastically different than what you would be paid as a functions band, a wedding band, an or, event or even band. a tribute band. A tribute, yeah, a tribute band. Like the level of payment that you can expect to receive is so vastly different. And the amount of times that I've had conversations with, yeah, the amount of times that I've had conversations with family members or not necessarily work friends or colleagues, but people that aren't in the music industry themselves. Yeah, that have no idea really about yeah. what it means to be in a So band. they're like, oh, so that was a really busy show. You must have been paid really well. Like you must have earned loads of money and you're kind yeah, of standing there thinking... And you're like, oh, <laughs> we, we got £100 between four of us and that includes the fuel. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, then we paid for food and, you know, all exactly. those other kind so of things. So, yeah. It's, com it's completely different 
not only the music that you're doing and the shows that you're playing and the events that you're taking part in, but overall it's just so drastically different and maybe not everyone realises that there is such a distinct difference difference. in between those kinds of bands yeah definitely and like so taking it back to like the differences between those three shall we say three categories of band or types of band so with an originals band you're a band that writes your own music you write it because you want to write it you create it again it could be in any means whatever works for you kate's just burping off into the distance there she's burping excellent Um, so yeah originals bands write their own music um functions bands so this is the kind of band that you would hire to play an event maybe a wedding could be a christian could be a birthday yeah generally a set list comprised of different artists yeah so by that we mean big artists so like for a wedding band you might get people that cover bands like the killers or you know what kind of weddings have you gone to that was the last wedding yeah no no but like you know like you know mr Brightside or something like that you know that's a you know that's kind of it's I'm a wedding it's a wedding yeah no I'm not singing tonight I'm not being paid enough so <laughs> um but yeah like oh I just snorted oh for god's sake will you control your bodily functions Kate no. oh my god Katie B she's disgusting imagine yeah, going on tour with this Imagine. Oh yeah, that that could be a whole other episode. Oh, that is totally tours. a whole other episode. Oh my god, the I have time many in the episodes planned on all the weird and wonderful things that we got up to. The places we've slept, the things that we've seen, the things that we've done. Anyway, back the to end. the topic at hand. Um, yeah, so a functions band is a band that you would hire that usually plays a set list of covers, whether they do them verbatim i.e they cover them exactly as the original was done i would done, say that's most of which the is most occasionally you'll find that you come across a function band that does like their own variety or puts their own genre spin on certain covers yeah. um usually and yeah, we'll sort of more specifically not yeah usually and we will sort of come back to those kind of things in well, yeah, because the future part of the thing with that is having everything exactly to the t yeah and i think i think we should you know kind of explain about i guess different levels of skill and accuracy and stuff like that and creative freedom yeah definitely um because this varies as well um so the third the third uh yeah, category of band would be a tribute band. So a tribute band is a band that covers just one original's band's work. Um, you might have seen like a Guns N' Roses tribute band or an ACDC tribute band or a Ramstein tribute band. Like that, they, they usually Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. It could literally be a, any original artist, and the band has decided that instead of obviously doing like a a function band like a covers band of lots of different artists they've just decided they're going to kind of specialize in one Fleet thing yeah definitely loads loads of different Gee, bands is there a there. nickelback cover, cover oh i'm sure there must be. must be there must be usually you tend to find that tribute bands cover very successful originals bands oh yeah otherwise who'd go <laughs> well and also we should point out that like when a tribute band 
is obviously, I don't want to use the word impersonating, but covering um, or modelling themselves on this original band. Oh, yeah, band. they'll often it's, match the appearance. Yeah, it's the image as well. Even so, down to the instruments, and, they'll and go also all how, out. Yeah, and also like how they perform on stage. Usually they'll mimic what the original band's members will have done. And that's what the audience is paying for. Definitely. Or the person putting on the event is paying for. That's what they are there for. They yeah, want the experience. And I think this sort of, this brings us to... Talk maybe a little bit about what's expected of you in each of these categories. Um, so, for example, Kate mentioned before that when you're a functions band, um, there is a level of professionalism that is expected of you. Did I mention that? Well, you kind of sort of hinted at it with the skills and the creative freedom. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> maybe I said it. I don't know. You know, I, I think... there is there is definitely a difference in the way you present yourself. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're a session musician, so if you're not even a So what's a session musician? Because remember, there are people that don't even know this kind of stuff. Session musician, so someone that performs with a band that's not their band, they're hired for a particular show, or maybe... Or a tour? Yeah, exactly, or... Or or a studio session? Even stuff like theatre work and, Mm -hmm. and pit work and things like that, it's for a specific purpose, and... It's often a case of, if it's pit work, you'll have, obviously, the score and it's note for note. Mm -hmm. Or if it's for a band that, or or a group that's a a regular member, isn't there for. Like, there was a Chasing Dragons gig that I was at my nan's 90th... No, I was at my nan's 90th Oh, I thought you were ill. Oh, I've been ill. Yeah, I was ill, but we cancelled that. Oh, then it was when you were ill, too. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I was really ill. I couldn't even get out oh, of bed. Yeah, that and, one was a bad one. And one of the old guitarists was like, can you not just, like, come and sit down and just play the drums? You sat down anyway. I was like, you dig. Oh, yeah, no, because this one, yes, it was your nan's 90th yeah. birthday. But do you remember it was also at the time you had your tendonitis play up in your wrist? Yes. And, like, when we realised, obviously, you couldn't play the show... And we thought, oh my god, she can't play the show. Crap. Then we realised it was your nan's 90th birthday as well. Then we were like, well, it's, I guess, just as well she can play the show. Otherwise, yeah. she'd have missed the 90th birthday party. Um, but yeah, no, so we had a really cool guy step in for us. So uh, Josh from the band Farron actually stepped... The band! The band! Farron. Uh, he stepped in for us, that show. And he literally had, what, two weeks to learn our set? Yeah. Which, for anyone who's listened to us, two weeks to learn that kind of technicality as a drummer is pretty impressive like he was not to people really that do great. it all the time though to professional no. session musicians it's a it's a breeze it's yeah. fine and and i think this again so this brings us back to the professionalism or the level that is expected of you when you're when you're a session musician or you're in a functions band obviously you are being hired to do a job yeah, and, and I think in, this is where this is where it's slightly different to being an originals band, isn't it? Like two weeks' notice can be a luxury for session. Yeah, musicians. sometimes session musicians might get one or two days, especially if it's a studio session or it could be orchestra stuff or pit work, where someone might have called in sick at the last minute for theatre shows and they need to stand in. Like you could literally get 24, 48 hours notice. Maybe not even that sometimes. Yeah, like you know, I know but someone that's. Ju- I don't want to say that. I, this sounds like I'm. Saying original band members, original musicians. What what's the originals? Rabbit? Original band, original original band members. members. There we go. Z- I know what you're Z- trying to Z- get. Z- at. I'm not trying to say that they're unskilled because not at all. But someone that's generally just playing with a band, if they had two days to learn a song, 
a three hour long set. Yeah, even just one song. <laughs> I, no. think, it, I think it, most again, people would struggle. That's generalizing, right? that's completely yeah. generalizing, but in general, yes. it's very different. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, and I think so. I mean, obviously, this sort of comes back to the job thing and the payment thing, right? Yeah. If you're hired as a session musician, and let's say, or or a functions band, let's say you've got two weeks to learn the set, which, like Kate said, is generally pretty generous. Oh, yeah, it can be. Like, you might be in a functions band that then has to play a set that's two hours long. And so the kind of money you would charge for that, if you, let's say, your wedding band, if you would normally charge, you know, per individual in that band 500 pounds you've got 10 songs to learn in two weeks so you might charge two grand for a set which is not uncommon for a wedding band or an wedding events bands, band yeah wedding like, bands can you can expect like triple the amount from but what you have to realize with a band like that is the purpose of that band is not to sell tickets it's not to actively engage the audience it's to provide a good time like and to provide songs that are well recognized and well known and songs that will generally get people going get people in the mood like especially for a wedding i mean most of you guys must have been to a wedding like you know if you've got a good wedding band it's great you know especially if everyone's had a couple of drinks like you know we're up on the dance floor twerking around or is that just never twerk never twerk okay maybe that's just me remember my wedding I do remember your wedding. Mm. I vaguely recall the YMCA being played. Uh, I don't know whether you remember that. You were quite drunk. But I remember you dragging me up on stage and I was quite drunk. <sighs> I don't remember the YMCA. You don't remember the YMCA? Oh, it was definitely played. Ask your wife. So this then, I guess, brings us on to things like skill and technical proficiency. Um, like Kate said earlier... If you're in an originals band, that doesn't mean that you're not a skillful musician. It's like, creative freedom. Not at all. Like, you know, yeah, like she says, it's creative freedom. Like, you have the ability to write whatever you want, to play whatever you want. Like, who doesn't want to do that? You know, it's it's great. But what we were saying about the professionalism is, is like, well, I mean, again, you guys have probably, for the most part, you'll have seen a, a band play their first show or maybe their second or their third shows. Usually... You don't leave that show going, damn, they were the tightest band I have ever seen. They were so together. Like, I cannot believe how professional that band was. Because, again, it's like, these are new songs. They're probably new on stage with each other. They might never have performed together before. The majority of the time, if you're in an originals band playing a gig... The people in the audience don't know your songs. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. So, and that, that so they itself, don't know if you play it wrong. Yeah, no, that itself can bring with it a multitude of different things, can't it? Like Kate said, like no one knows if you make the odd fluff up here and there. Whereas in a covers band or a tribute band or a functions band, they if you're, know if you're playing a well-known song. Trust me, oh, they, they know, know when it's wrong. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody out there has heard a bad cover. Like, what? I mean, all you got to do is go on YouTube. But YouTube, YouTube, um, yeah. All you got to do is go on there, and I am pretty sure you could come up with a hundred thousand bad covers. Mm. But again, it's so you know this bringing it back to the whole payment and the professionalism and the job side of it. If you're being paid to do a job like a session musician or a functions band, or even a tribute band, like you can charge good money for that if you are good at what you do. Well, the amount of times that we considered branching off and having 
a covers band alongside Chasing Dragons in order to generate income so that we can... Yeah, well, this was it. We were struggling for funds, weren't we? Because, you know, we've mentioned, obviously, that you could charge two grand in an events band or a functions band. If you have a good reputation. (laughs) Yes, of course. If you have a good reputation or not even... Do you know what? Having hired a band for my own wedding, it wasn't even on good reputation. It was good, like, obviously, you know, you click the link, you have a list, and you think, damn, yeah, that's good. And then you look at this set list, and you think, yeah, that's good. And so it's all those kind of things that add up to it. And then, obviously, you read your reviews, and you think, yeah, they're good. Like, so... Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. this one. I'll yeah, take this I, one, please. I their band. And actually, again, I have to say, the band that played at my wedding were excellent. Three-piece, and they were really, really good. You know what? The amount of events I've been to with functions bands, tribute bands, they have always been enjoyable and high mm-hmm. quality. The amount of gigs I've been to of originals bands with five <laughs> bands on a bill and I've been like, oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah, which, do you know what? That's kind of a shame, isn't it? It is. Like, it is a shame because I think maybe it's down to this whole, what we mentioned about payment thing, right? So as, a, as an originals band, as an independent, unsigned originals band, it is very hard to get paid in this industry. Yeah. Again, you have to tick a certain number of boxes. Like, So if you're a functions band, you don't need to sell tickets because you're being hired to play an event. Yeah. If you're a tribute band, you're gonna sell tickets because you're a tribute to a very well-known band. Like we, we've played with tribute bands over the years and you know, it's... It's almost a guarantee that it's gonna be good. It's, it's gonna be good. And it's going to be busy, okay? So, well, is it a gig so, around the corner at your local, your local venue, your local bar? That's, your local pub, like working man's club. More likely like, than not, most of that night isn't going to be something to write home about. Yeah, yeah, and that's not to say that the bands on the bill might not have potential but again everybody's been to gigs where maybe one band out of the bill jumped out but in reality maybe it wasn't so great and so this is where we were saying about not not to shit on people but it's it's not at all not to shit on people but it's it's like going to poundland (laughs) to buy your light bulbs (laughs) what instead of like going to john lewis's (laughs) yeah Do you know what I mean? Wedding bands, you've got your John Lewis light bulbs. Yeah, you know it's going to work. You You know it's going to last. It's going to be energy efficient. It's going to brighten up your room with no eye strain. And you go to Poundland and you're probably going to go blind. (laughs) Okay, I wouldn't maybe put it quite that bad. But yeah, you know, maybe you'll you'll plug in your Poundland light bulb and it might explode. explode And and the glass will go into your eyeball. I mean, that's a seriously unlucky gig. Oh, you know, weirder things have happened. But yeah, like, I totally get what Kate's saying because I think as well, it's easy these days to start a band, right? It's easy to start a band. All you have to do is get like minded people. Which is a good thing because. Yeah. For it's sure. accessibility, it's... Yeah, it's not like it was back in the 80s or the 70s or yeah, the 60s or the 50s. Yeah, you were alive then no, in no, the no, 50s. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying, just saying you're old. Yeah, thanks, dude. I really appreciate that. So, anyway, uh, no, like what I was saying was, you know, in terms of the cost of equipment nowadays, to get your hands on things like guitars and drums is nowhere near... Don't get me wrong, there's still an investment but it's nowhere near the cost that it would have been 20, 30 years ago where those items, those instruments were much harder to get your hands on. So naturally they're going to be more unaffordable. Like nowadays, even things like music lessons are more affordable 
you know, all that kind of stuff. So it is much easier to start a band. However, the negative, or, or not necessarily negative, but the only, the slight downside to that is a lot of bands like to run before they can walk. And a lot of bands... That's a double-edged sword because you need to get the experience and you only you improve do. from doing gigs, which is is why yep. you have... Not on, not in all cases, but it's why you have things like free entry gigs with yeah. an open mic night. Yes, and it's which actually, experience. weirdly enough, was how we cut our teeth as Chasing Dragons, wasn't it? Yeah, open like we mic don't, we didn't start out playing shows in you know decent venues or what we would class as venues that have a certain caliber of sound. Well, no one does unless you're a rich kid with a famous relative. You know? Yep, that's pretty much true. Probably, like maybe. yeah, or you know you have like already hundreds of fans from a previous band or something yeah, like yeah, that. All that. Like. You you know there's there are of course shortcuts in this industry which again that's probably a whole nother topic to talk about but the reality is is that like kate says when you start playing shows that's how you get better however the risk is your first show is not a wedding it, you know no your first show should never be a wedding like yikes i mean unless it's like your best friend and they are desperate for you to play and they are happy for you to or a birthday. We've, we've played birthday parties. We have played birthday parties. As, like, as Chasing Dragons, though, not as Yeah, and a, acoustic sets as well. Yeah, like, we've done that, yeah. So, like, no, I think... And again, this is not us, like, crapping on other bands. It's more just highlighting that the level that you need to be at to enter the unsigned originals scene is, like, let's put on a scale of 1 to 10. It's, like, level 1. Whereas the level that you need to be at to enter the Functions tribute band is like a eight or a nine or a ten yeah like and so and that's not necessarily even just in the skill but in the professionalism you're not as well. buying the band you're buying the experience and the events yeah yeah for functions and tribute that is yeah you're not buying like kate says you're not buying the band you're not investing in their creative ability and their you're not learning new music you're not picking your intrigue in new bands like there's there's none of that it's not about that you want a good experience and especially if you're the person that's hired that band you want someone to tick the boxes yeah. like at your wedding or christening or birthday or bar mitzvah or like and whatever as, it is a side step from that it as well as the complete difference in musicianship and what you're doing can i have some of that you want some mad drink yeah it looks really tasty but yes creativity no so we'll just cut that bit out oh i can taste the takeout nice no it's not it's really not. <laughs> that's not cool i know i made bad choices Dude, that is not I good i made very bad choices that's not good but yeah a sidestep from that is not just the difference in musicianship the performing a song exactly how it was with no creative freedom doing the events the actual setup is completely different so if you're mm -hmm. in a functions band or a tribute band you're the only band at Playing. that event yeah you've maybe got two hour and a half long sets whereas as an originals band if you're a headliner you may have an hour to two hours set maybe max maximum yeah and then you'll have other bands with 30 minute sets occasionally even 20 minute sets yeah i know i've always thought that's really stingy <laughs> well yeah if you're on a five band it. bill like... and you get a 20 minute set set What's that? <laughs> Darling, we need to work on your pronunciation. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tie tie. Oh, you're tie tie. Oh, little Kate, you tie tie. Yeah. 
I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can't do this. What was I saying? You were talking about how set lengths differ. Yeah, how so the you could be playing of... for, for 20 minutes and there'd be four other bands doing the exact same thing, just differently. But in a functions band, you're the only band there. Yeah. You, were, you were there for you, that You're the main feature, I guess, exactly. of that so event. That's also very different. And the type of venue that you're in yeah. is probably going to be very different. But the yeah. one time in Chasing Dragons... <laughs> We were hired to wow. play yeah, that was a show. That I was... remember that. I haven't even said what it is. And you're like, yeah, I totally no, know I, what you're talking about. I know exactly about. what you're talking about. That's, <laughs> that's seared into my memory, this show, because it so was it, weird. Yeah, so we were playing with a tribute band that were mm-hmm. a tribute to one band. And that's 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 what they do. They are that band's yep. tribute. Yep. And we we got to this show... Started loading all our gear in, and they had no idea we were playing that show. With yeah, them. They, they, this band actually had not even been told that they had a support act. This yeah, night. which looking back on it now, we sh- that's so weird. We it, should not have even not. We shouldn't. It's not that we should have even not accepted that show. We shouldn't have been offered that. No, show. No, we shouldn't have been offered that show. And certainly, like a band like that, who are a relatively well-known tribute act, like I would have thought that there was certainly a little more uh, consideration in terms of telling that band the kind of shows they're going to be playing and the kind of people or bands that they're going to have on that tour with them because they were on tour. Like, you know, and it's it just seems like it was... The whole thing was just a weird setup. Uh, yeah, because they, they even said to us, we, we don't have bands Yeah, they were like, we, we never us. have we, bands support us. Yeah, so, so this is a real weird one for us. Yeah, so that show shouldn't have even been booked in the first yeah, place by strange. whoever was putting the show on, whoever booked us for it. I did. I don't book any shows. I don't know who booked us. We were working us. under management at that time, okay. and that was unfortunately their strange decision. Um, but well, like, all, all around it was. It, it was really weird. strange because again, like it totally threw off the dynamic of the night, didn't it? Because for us, so it didn't flow. No, not it at was all. So weird. It wasn't the bad, even. It could, wasn't even. We were totally different genres, was it? it wasn't even no, that. But you. I don't want to say that the band didn't want us there, but they didn't want us there. This was no, their show. They, did, why, they didn't want us there. They didn't there? need us there. Like, the the crowd and the audience. So this is... Um, yeah, that's a second So I'm going to hiccup or burp, one of the two. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, so the... <laughs> For future episodes, let's eat afterwards. After would be good. After I mean, I did try good. and coerce you into doing this before eating but you basically turn around and went, food first nothing else can't think brain, brain dying brain no work until food happen yeah that was basically in a nutshell so uh it's your fault yeah okay fine yeah you could yeah you, your problem but no like uh this band obviously you know for us i guess maybe our management booked us on that because we uh well, they were it, a well-known it, it, tribute Yeah, they were band. well-known tribute bands. So it was a guaranteed theory, busy night. It was going to be a busy show. We should pick up a fair few fans, like this, that, and the other. However, what they didn't take into consideration, and this is something to consider when you are accepting gigs as an original band, like the kind of audience that are going to go see that show. So this band, obviously, being a well-known tribute act, the, the band's 
fans or the fans of the band that they're a tribute of were the people that were turning up to that show. Like they were only they didn't going. Want to see us. No, they were only going to that show to see this tribute band. Like they couldn't give a damn about what else was playing that night. They were there for one thing and one thing only and that was to enjoy the songs that this tribute band were playing. Yeah, we were like a distraction. We were yeah. the uh, the annoying traffic jam on the way to their gig. Yeah, basically. And like yeah, and like so when we were playing again, you know, it was very strange for us like in between songs there was nothing there was like you don't even get a clap like it was weird wasn't it like we sold literally nothing in fact i think actually we sold one cd that night like and again this so this comes back to so many things like this comes back to like the whole being paid for shows thing like this tribute band they were good at what they did like, they were being paid for that show. They were 100% being paid for that show. And I would be very surprised if it's less than £1,500 yeah. like, for that show. Do you know what we got for that show? £40 in expenses for fuel. And we had a three-hour drive there and a three-hour drive back. Yeah. And That's six the, hours of driving. Yeah, and at the time, pounds. obviously, we thought that it would be beneficial because yeah. we thought there's going to be loads of people tribute band we get our name out to a different audience similar type of genre in yeah general. we thought maybe they're going to enjoy us at which point then like i said with the merchandise thing that's how we would have made our money that night because you know as a band you take cds you maybe have t-shirts wristbands beanies whatever you've got as merch yeah. we will cover that in a different episode by the way all of that aside it was such an uncomfortable it was gig. just weird not just because of that but the drummer had a massive rack yeah i remember that a massive rack like double so bass strange. drum kit set up and, and i'm quite a short person yeah i don't think i could see behind that kit no know? no i couldn't reach everything i don't think you could even and, see us and the tribute band was so used to playing as just themselves that they're not set up to have other musicians share their share back their line. No, they definitely. weren't expecting that like this yeah. rack was so perfectly set up that out of courtesy you i asked the drummer you know is it all right if i just move this stuff which in a normal gig situation most of the time you don't ask that if there's a kit set up you put your stuff on stage you set it up how you want you take it down next drummer gets on does the same yeah. thing and you yeah, don't this always guy have was that. like oh my god yeah, you're touching want, my stuff yeah he, he literally didn't want anything moving and i can understand that yeah because again what you have to remember is these guys were hired for a job yeah. They were there to play a particular show. It needed to be spot on. Like, and again, you know, this annoying little band that's been hired as a support act. Trying that, to mess with you know, is messing with their yeah. gear when they've spent the last hour sound checking. Like, you know, I can definitely understand that. But also that's so different than the originals band environment. Yes. Yeah. Where the amount of gigs that we've played where I've been providing backline mm-hmm. and drummers don't ask about moving stuff <laughs> and i watch your butt cheeks tighten oh every God. single time but, but on the flip side of that the amount of gigs we've played where it's been someone else's kit and yeah. you you don't it's kind always... of a given thing certainly yeah. as a headline band in an original show you kind of yes okay it's usually courtesy to have agreed this with the headline band beforehand if you yeah. are a promoter hiring Kitcher. them like you definitely agree which backline they're going to share yeah, but you don't always mm. have that discussion with that particular bands, yeah. band to say no. hey is it all right if i take your second rack tom off or yeah. no. oh can i do you mind if i just 
adjust the height of your stand. It's kind of a given that you can do that as long as you're not a dick about it and yeah, chucking stuff. Yeah, as long as you're not stuff. trashing stuff. Exactly. So. It, obviously, it's courtesy to, you know, have that discussion beforehand, yeah. but sometimes bands might not turn up until halfway through that gig because of whatever commitments yeah. they already have. Definitely. So you don't always get that opportunity and it definitely puts it in a different sort of mindset yeah absolutely yeah so we think like i guess that was a really good learning for us and that was actually the very last time we played with a tribute band wasn't it like oh i don't know maybe no we didn't we haven't played with a tribute oh, i say we like we're still together oh my god i'm so attached i have an attachment oh issue uh, but no um that was the last and final time had we played with any tributes before that? we had played with a couple had yes however not of that caliber so, and again, I say caliber referring to the kind of professionalism that we were speaking about at the start of this episode. There are very different levels of expectation from yeah. these different categories of band. And this kind of then brings it back to the payment thing. So obviously we mentioned that that band for that show probably got about £1,500. They might have even got more than that, but it was at least that. Like, and we got 40 quid, which that can be a real surprise to people who aren't in a band. Like, you learn when to ask for a particular guarantee. So a guarantee is like a set fee. Um, There are a couple other ways to be paid. You can be paid on ticket split, which is you sell a certain number of tickets and you get a pound per ticket or two pounds per ticket. Sorry, we have a cat in here. Mo, stop it. She's getting shirty because we're ignoring her. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, backtrack. So yes, we'll let's go back to um, yes, being paid for shows. Yeah, different ways you can get paid. So yeah, you've got the, which the guarantee. We'll cover yeah, in another one. I guess I guess we'll go into it in more depth, but yeah, let's give them an overview of like how it would be an overview. Um, so yeah, you've got a guarantee, which is a set fee, which is what a functions band or a tribute band will ask for it's also what an originals band can ask for when they get to a certain point yeah Uh, then you have a ticket split so a ticket split is basically the promoter gives you a number of tickets and you get like maybe a pound a ticket that you sell but if you don't sell that particular ticket in advance you don't get paid for it so if you were given 50 tickets even if it was your headline show and you were given 50 tickets, you sold three in advance, but then 47 people showed up on the door, so that's your 50 tickets, you'd only get paid for three of them. Yeah. So you get three pounds for that show instead of 50 pounds. Um, or you get paid expenses, so you just agree with them, right, okay, it's going to roughly cost me, if it takes a couple hours, it might cost me 50 quid to get there and back. So, and then the promoter gives you 50 quid, doesn't matter how many tickets you sell or, you know, anything else, that's all you get. Sometimes... If you're lucky, you'll get an expenses allowance, like 50 quid for fuel, and then they'll also give you a cut of the tickets. So it all depends on the level of originals band that you're at. Yeah. And Kate mentioned at the start, she mentioned free gigs. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so free gigs... It's one of those things, like, <sighs> it's where you end up starting out. You have yeah. no other way around it, but the problem is that the, then you're competing against free yeah, like it, so, when you want to start charging like, and earning money from it, yeah. why why would a promoter pay you fifty pounds to play this show that last week you played for free, free. Yeah. and this next week there's another band that's the same level as you that are willing to pay to play it for, for free. free? Yeah, and so it kind of comes back then to professionalism, doesn't it? So if you let's and say reputation and reputation and for sure, so like exposure, yeah, like. So we had a rule of three, right, didn't we? Yeah. So 
the rule of I think the rule of three can be a whole you think I think the rule of three all right okay I'll keep that secret all right we'll come back to the rule of three okay anyway so the, the whole playing for th- free thing right like Kate says obviously if you play for free and you constantly play, play for free then when you come to step it up to play for money the promoters that were asking you to play for free all of a sudden are like oh, I don't understand why you should play for 50 quid instead of for free now that then comes to ticket sales doesn't it because let's say when you started as a band you had no fans right then you played 10 shows and all of a sudden you got 50 fans if you're bringing 50 fans to a gig then yeah then you should be paid for that show because the promoter's going to make money off you you should make money off you like promoters aren't the arch enemy they're not the evil side of of this but they do have the ability to either pay you or not. And it's an investment for them as well because a lot of the time it is their capital at risk. So you can understand them being cautious with their money, of course. Well, I was actually, weirdly enough today, having a conversation with a guy who is a promoter Mm. and he was telling me that he once hired five bands for a bill, all of whom charged set guarantees, like, and... He actually ended up being £1,600 out of pocket for that that show. And that can happen extremely easily. And this is where I think... The festival, the guy had his house as collateral. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, yeah. And, you know, again, we won't name any names, but this this is how much people stake in the music industry. Like, you know, imagine setting up a festival and staking your house as the insurance policy like if if you don't sell enough tickets you lose your house like that's terrifying this is this is the kind of money that's involved in these kind of things it's huge sums and that this is part of not necessarily the problem but it's part of the problem problem yeah it's a problem with bands and music at this level below the big threshold of the big cheese the big big earners the the commercials you know everything that you hear played on the mainstream radios that kind of stuff is yeah like the difficulty is i think as an originals band is you can't progress outside of your hometown unless you're being paid to do so like well you you can and you, you, you do. can but you, you probably to, but you lose yeah money. for your first couple of tours maybe like you're gonna stake a lot of money and, and probably lose it all but it's not sustainable no you can't sink money loads and loads of money into something that isn't giving you the return and isn't progressing yeah for sure and, and so and i parts. yeah and i think maybe with the rule of three and with that we should come back to that in a yeah. future episode where we cover how to go about that could be the start of our next one yeah how to go about transitioning from yeah i'm in a band okay sure i'll play the local pub for free to okay i'm in a band and if you want to hire us it'll cost you 500 quid yeah. Like, you know, because that, to make that transition could be years of practice, professionalism, you know, skill development, reputation, you know, all of this kind of stuff and things that have to go into that image, you name it, like marketing, promotion, all of this kind of stuff. And that really is how you get from playing gigs for free to playing gigs and it, earning not necessarily earning money but breaking even mm. so which is where we got us chasing dragons wasn't it yeah we did we did a good we, we did do a good like you know and like we mentioned previously it's hard to do that i guess yeah i guess <sighs> other than that it you 
these conversations that you may have with friends and family about what you're doing and the lack of payment let's say it can make you feel really weird and disheartened and yeah because I think especially like parents for example when they find out that you're doing something you love obviously they're super supportive of what you're doing and then you find they find out that you're not even getting paid for it and that or for example that you've spent a butt ton of money on getting a van and you can't even cover the insurance costs of it or like you know this kind of stuff you know that can be a real disheartening thing because it's almost a little like they're disappointed, but yeah. but you have to kind of think it's not with you. Yeah. Like it's their misconceptions of what being in an originals band is. Like in their head, they see it as you're up on these big stages, you're rocking out every night, you're getting paid £1,500 a show, which again sounds like great money, but even that kind of money doesn't really go that far, does it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know this is what your friends and family see as a successful band. Well, yeah, because they're going to base it off the knowledge that they do have, which is big-ass bands from the 80s. Massive bands, like... Sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. Even, even They might even, even enjoy the, tribute bands. Yeah, and you their know? friends that have been in Functions bands. Yeah. Like, oh, well, oh. you know, um, Gary from... From over there, he get he, he does some stuff and he gets you know a yeah, good five hundred pound for yeah. his for his thing and, and, that's and do you remember that band that we hired for the wedding? That was like three and a half grand. Yeah, so that's what like, you're getting right so, now. Yeah, and I think this is something where again, don't be disheartened when you are in an originals band that's starting out and you're not earning money. It's quite a normal thing. Like yeah. and, and those and conversations honest, can be difficult yeah, for you I, to have. I found that the best way of feeling okay with that was being honest with my parents and and my friends and my other family and enlightening them on what it's really like to be in a band. A kind of a little bit like we're doing with you guys right now. Yeah. Like, you know, if you can't be honest with them and you can't explain to them what it's really like in the industry, that is going to cause you some anxiety and it is going to dishearten you. Like, so, you know. Well, yeah, because they'll see you putting so much time, effort and your own money into something yeah. that to that maybe to them it's not paying off. You, you're yeah. not getting it. They feel like it's a, it's not a sound so, investment. Yeah, like, not necessarily a waste, but... It's a, it's a waste of your time, money and effort when For you sure. could be doing other things. And, and I think certainly, obviously, as a parent, you, I guess you always want your child to succeed at whatever you're doing yeah. or whatever they're doing. And as a friend that isn't involved in the music industry, they'll be like, well, you're spending this many hours and you, you're working full time and then you're going your entire weekend with travelling to to travel and play a 20 minute show and come back with less money than you started with it's like what, how what is that doing? yeah they think you're a bit nuts and like and i guess it's one of those things where again you, will, you won't do it if you don't yeah love it. you will know if this is something that you are happy to do like if you're not happy to do it, you'll know pretty quickly. And if that's the case, then it's probably not for you. On this note, on the on, on how many notes? notes? On Which these notes? notes? One a, note, B, C. A B C D E F G A B C D E F G A. There's a, H. B, C, D, e. There's no H in the scale. Oh, maybe that's why I'm a vocalist. And on that note, lovely listeners, you have been listening to Yell and Smash, a podcast yeah, by Tank and Kate. Yell and Smash. Yell and Smash. Yeah,